Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Love you guys so much. So thankful for you. We all are so thankful for you. Um, I have a word for you today about letting things be awkward. Awkward. Sometimes when God asks us to do something, it is the most awkward thing ever. Um, I want to jump right into this today. Maybe I'll do some PSAs at the end today. We'll shake it up a little bit. Um, I remember one time I was walking on the beach in, um, and I was with the Lord and me and the Lord, we were just having amazing time. And I was walking on the beach and uh, there's a woman on the beach and she was um, playing with a bird. And I thought to myself, that's weird. She's talking to the seagull. I mean, you know, I guess some people are into birds more than others. Um, But I just thought, oh, interesting. She's totally having a conversation with that bird. Um, Walked by her. It was just me and Jesus. And we were um, just hanging out. And um, it was just kind of an amazing time in prayer that morning. And I remember God telling me, um, I want you to go give that woman a hug. And I was like, I don't think so. weird. Um, God said, no, I want you to go give that woman a hug. Now I, I, I want to do what God tells me to do. Um, but that would have been, first of all, the woman's talking to a bird. Second of all, um, I, I, I was like, Jesus, we're having such good time. I don't want to ruin this. And God just kept telling me, go give that woman a hug, go give that woman a hug. So uh, this is what I did. I totally did not go give that woman a hug. I walked, uh, turn around and I walked past her um, and she was still talking to the bird and feeding the bird like bread and, you know, whatever. Um, And God said again, why'd you walk past her? Go give this woman a hug. I want you to. And um, I walked a little bit further. You know, sometimes you're like, is that me saying that to myself or is that God? Where are you? Um, and I told the Lord, I remember looking up at the um, at the sky and I was like, you know what, Lord, if she's there when I turn around, I'll go give her a hug. But thinking to myself, she's probably not there because it's been a while. I've been disobedient now for a solid 45 minutes. Um, I turn around and guess who's there? The woman with the bird, she's still feeding the bird. The bird, the bird was full, okay, with the amount of bread that this woman <laughs> was feeding. And do seagulls eat bread? Don't they eat fish? Dan, what do they eat? I don't know. Oh, you okay. Well, thank you. So anyway, I'm thinking, you know, I don't even think the seagull eats uh, uh, bread anyway. So I'm walking and I start to walk slower because the woman is still there. Um, still there, still there every five paces. She's still there. Her and the bird are besties, uh, by now. And I walked up to her thinking to myself, this is so incredibly awkward. God, um, she's having a fun time with the bird. I'm having a fun time with you. You know, um, a guy kept saying she needs it. She needs it. And I walked up to her. 
um, was a couple of steps away from her and just said, God, what do you want me to tell her after I hug her? And he said, tell her it's going to be okay. So I walked straight up to this woman and I was like, hello. And then I said, hello, little bird, because I greeted the bird, too, because they were besties. Um, And I just said, listen, I am a Christian. I just want you to know that first and foremost. And I really think um, I know I don't think I know that God wants me to give you a hug. And this hug is not from me. This hug is from the Lord. So can I give you a hug? And she looked at me and she was like, yes. And so I embraced her on the beach and stood back and I said, and with that hug, I need to tell you, everything is going to be okay. I had no idea where this conversation was going to land with this woman. God bless this woman. Um, she was the, the most precious woman ever. Um, when I said that out of my mouth, it, I, it was like uh, the dam of tears broke inside of her. She started crying. She started wailing. Um, and this was years ago when there was a government shutdown had just happened the day before and she had come to the beach with the last few dollars that she had. She didn't know when the government was going to reopen. She worked for the government and she had told the Lord that morning, I'm going to go out to the beach because I need someone to tell me that it is going to be okay. And I looked at her and first of all, I felt super ashamed of my lack of obedience because I should have done it 45 minutes earlier. But I looked at her and I started crying because what was something that was so incredibly awkward for me and maybe even for her as she was hanging out with the seagull um, turned into something with such a reward about how the spirit of God uses us to accomplish his plans, but loves people enough to send his messengers to them to let them know little things like it's going to be okay. I was amazed at what God was going to do on the other side of my of his ask. I just had to let it be awkward for a minute. That's what I want to talk about today. Awkwardness. As I read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there have been some incredibly awkward, weird, confusing, uncomfortable asks of the Lord. When you read through the Gospels, for example, every one of the, of not everyone, but a lot of the different asks of Jesus, when, when he, when, when Jesus told, um, the people on how to be healed, what they could do to be healed, um, you know, taking spittle and, and healing a guy's, um, blind eyes, you know, those things, awkward, awkward little moments. So awkward is a part of God's process. What we have to do when God asks us to do something is push past the uncomfortableness of it. Because when we put, when we grow enough to push past the uncomfortable asks of the Lord, there is a reward on the other side of it. Um, Since that lady on the beach, God has asked me to do some incredibly strange things. I'm not saying this because I'm spiritual. Can I just put this out there? Because I'm not, I'm desperate for the Lord. Um, 
But a couple, uh, a while ago, I'll just say a while ago, um, there was a woman who has waited on me multiple, multiple, multiple times over the years um, in a specific spot that I travel to. And God told me, Autumn, I want you to tip her X amount. And I was like, really, God? X amount. And, uh, you know, typically um, this is not an unusual thing. You know, I I really believe that our resources are something that um, are not ours. They are for the Lord. We need to be uh, just a vessel that that God can get his resources through. We are not to hoard them ever. And that's kind of how my husband and I have lived our lives. But in this specific situation, God said, I want you to give her X amount. And I said, really? You know, that's what that's what you want me to give her. And God said, yes, I want you to give her um, X amount. Um, so I sit down and I was going to be at this specific hotel for a couple of days. Um, and I, I just really felt the Lord told me on the last day, I want you to give her this tip. I said, okay. So the next day I went and I, I, uh, made sure I sat in her section and, you know, did the thing and whatever. And when the tip came around and I wrote down the amount, um, still questioning the Lord, are you sure you want me to give this amount? And God said, absolutely. This is what I want. Went up, didn't think anything about it. I just thought, you know what? God's resources. I'm, 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 I just want them to come through me. Okay. I'm not, they're not stopping with me. Went up, got ready. Cassie and I were leaving to, to come back home, see my babies and, and whatever it is. And this, this precious woman met me on the way out of the hotel. She stopped me and she said, thank you so much for the tip. They actually asked me if it was wrong, which I was like, no, this is from God. This is is absolutely not wrong. But she said, you had no idea that my washer and dryer just broke down. And so did my microwave. And I had no idea how I was going to replace them or fix them or whatever. And this helped me. Um, uh, it was awkward in the moment. Really? God, is this, is this really what you want me to do? But on the other side, I, we actually tried to get out of that hotel as fast as we could. Cause I didn't know who was going to come up at me because it wasn't a very large hotel. It was awkward in the moment, but the reward on the other side of seeing what God does with his ass to his people make all the awkwardness worth it with that lady on the beach. I was ashamed in myself. I mean, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, but I myself was ashamed. I was keeping hope from that woman for 45 minutes that God clearly had told me to send her simply because it was going to be an awkward situation for me. How selfish is that? I have found that this awkward feeling sometimes is too much to bear in our society where we want things to be easy and things to be comfortable and things to, um, you know, never feel awkward. This, this, this comfortability addiction is killing the reward of God. When we push past it, I'm going to get to my text right here. Exodus seven says this, the Lord said to Moses, see, I will make you as God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command to you and your brother Aaron shall speak to Pharaoh that he let the sons of Israel go out of his land. Let me make sure I get this right. I want to stop there just for a second. That one ask of God could not be more awkward. Okay, Moses was uh, basically adopted into Pharaoh's family. And um, 
Here he has been gone for a long time. God says, go back. And this is what I want you guys to do. Speak to Pharaoh that he lets the sons of Israel go out of his land. I want you to imagine that meeting just for a second. Um, First of all, when Moses came to the palace, who greeted him? And what did they say? Hello, my name is Moses. I used to live here. Can I get back in? Okay. Number one, awkward moment. All of the awkward moments up until this point aren't even recorded, but I want to walk through them a little bit. He meets the guard. I bet the guard goes to Pharaoh and he's like, Moses, do you know Moses? Because if, if, if the guard was younger than 40, you wouldn't have known who Moses was. Maybe he was a millennial. I don't really know. But he went back and he talked to Pharaoh. Hey, listen, here's, here's Moses. He's saying that he's related to you and he needs to talk to you. Then he has to go through security. Let's just picture TSA for a minute. He has to take a staff. He has to take it, put it in the bucket. He has to walk through. He has to get patted down, whatever it is, because ain't no one getting Pharaoh. Do you know what I'm saying? Then he walks into um, the throne room and you know, Pharaoh rolls deep. I mean, the magicians, the, 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 whatever, the, the thrones, the head pieces, the everything, golden crusted, everything. Then Moses and Aaron walk in and Moses is looking a little bit homeless now. Okay. Like he's been tending sheep. He doesn't have any gold, you know, snake headpiece. He doesn't have any of that. Okay. He's walking in and all eyes are on him and he knows he's not just there to eat roast beef and potatoes. He is there to ask Pharaoh to allow the entire workforce for Egypt to leave with him. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with this because (laughs) Moses had to push past so much awkwardness, comfortability, insecurity, stability to even stand in front of Pharaoh. Imagine what he just overcome personally and psychologically just to stand in front of Pharaoh. And then he makes the ask. I talk about Moses so much because of the, the, we see little bits of his humanity that he overcame. Now, Moses is not Jesus, of course not. Um, but God used him in an amazing way to bring about redemption um, of his chosen people, which is a picture of what happens in the New Testament. I, 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 am, I love to identify with these guys in scripture that had the same insecurities I do, that have the same desire to be comfortable that I do, that have the same need to be you know, patted on the back and, um, um, and everything easy like I do. And yet they push past it because the ask of the Lord was greater than what they were feeling in the moment. I am inspired by this scene. In the throne room with Moses staring eye to eye with Pharaoh. Um, 7 3 says this Exodus 7 3. But God continues, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that I may multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. 
when Pharaoh does not listen to you. I love that God sort of prepared Moses that uh, he was going to face rejection um, in advance. Um, When Pharaoh, when Pharaoh does not listen to you, then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring out my host, my people, the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt by great judgments. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Another moment of awkwardness. We see, let me see, let me get me, let me get this right. In verse eight, God tells Moses, guess what? He's going to reject you. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, but when he does, when he does, know this, I will lay my hand on Egypt. Some of us, um, just in a moment of awkward, we have been rejected a lot. I myself have been rejected a lot. I've been told all sorts of things and been, and, and been rejected. I think everyone in this room has been rejected at one point or another by someone or another. Um, God tells, and that is awkward. That is awkward to experience. Sometimes we let rejection. I just saw someone the other day, I don't know, it was um, some pastor say, don't let rejection take root. I love, I love the way that that was put. I'm not quite sure who did that. Cassie, look that up so I can quote them on that. Um, don't let rejection take root. And sometimes rejection can be so incredibly awkward and powerful. If we let it seep into our souls, it will stop us because we don't want to face it again. And God looked at Moses in this moment and say, listen, when he rejects you, when rejection is sometimes part of this process that we call faith. Oftentimes it was surely it was with Jesus when he was rejected by his own family, rejected by his own town, then rejected by the, the, the people that he came to save. Rejection is part of it. We, we have to push past again our humanity in this area so that we can see the reward on the other side. In verse eight. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, when Pharaoh speaks to you saying, work a miracle, then you shall say, Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh. They went, they went, pushed through all that insecurity that I was talking about earlier. And thus they did just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same with their secret arts. For each one threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff. Yet, this is where I'm going, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as he had said. Now, I, um, again, um, the whole theme of, of this show would be push past the awkward. I want you to push past the awkward. I want you to push, push past it. Okay. They do exactly. Um, I, we found out Stephen Furtick is who said that. Don't let rejection take fruit, uh, root. Stephen Furtick said that. Thank you, Cassie. Here Moses and Aaron are walking into the throne room and they see Pharaoh and God had warned them, hey, Pharaoh, Pharaoh's not going to let the people know, but I want you to go ask. Okay, just know he's going to say no. It's going to be awesome. Um, I just want you to go ask. And sure enough, Pharaoh 
in all of his pomp and circumstance, even after the Egyptian, the Egyptians made the snakes and they, they, the snakes, snakes were everywhere. Even after Aaron's snake ate the other snakes, Pharaoh thought, mm, no, I'm still not going to let him go. I'm not going to do it. So there Moses and Aaron were standing with a big old fat snake at this point, um, facing their first rejection. So they had to go walk out of the throne room and go back to the Israelites and say, you know what? We tried, but he said no. I want you to just put yourself, has God ever asked you to walk into a throne room of Pharaoh and ask for 400,000 people? Probably not. If he has, call me. I want to hear about it. Your ask was probably less than that. It might feel just as strong, but it was probably less. I want you today, as you are contemplating what God has asked of you, maybe it is Healing your marriage when you just filed for divorce. Some of you are going to hate that I'm even saying this right now. It's awkward. Make that call. Walk into that throne room. Make the ask, even if you get rejected. Because God might want to write a beautiful redemption story out of this marriage. Let it be awkward. Let it be uncomfortable. So many times in my life, I feel like we were talking on the way here in our production meeting. I was like, everything I do, I feel it feels awkward. Get used to the feeling of awkward, not the feeling of comfort. Understand that God walks with you um, into those throne rooms. He was right there with Moses and Aaron. He walked right into that throne room with Moses and Aaron. His presence went in. His power went in. His assurance that it would turn out okay went in. Was it awkward? Absolutely. Was it uncomfortable? Absolutely it was. But let me tell you, nine plagues after that, Moses walked up out of town with hundreds of thousands uh, of of the, the entire Israelite nation. They walked out of town together. And what God purposed Moses to do in the beginning, he surely allowed to happen in the end. There is a reward on the other side of this awkward season. I don't know what that is for you. Those of you that don't want to have that conversation because it's awkward, you don't want to see restoration because it's awkward, you don't want to go maybe tell your boss, listen, I just can't do this. I'm not qualified. I don't know how to do this. Um, Let it be awkward. And let God take over because he is so incredibly capable to handle your weakness, to handle the awkwardness, to handle the uncomfortable seasons in your life. I just think that we're addicted to comfort these days. I know I, I, I love comfort too, y'all. I like to curl up in a blanket on my couch with my fluffy pillow and eating popcorn and drinking my Diet Coke too. But there are seasons in our life that aren't. Become okay with those. And the way you do that is by pressing in to the strength and the ability of the cross of Christ 
of the word of God, of his presence, because that's what gives you the courage to handle situations like Moses handled and dealt with. Um, I hope this encourages you guys today. I still have one minute left and I wanted to switch it up today and do some some PSAs on the end, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to pray for you. Lord, we just, I pray for every single person that is listening today. I know I woke up heavy hearted, um, Lord, just for the listeners today. Um, God, you know, each and every situation, you know, each and every situation that you are asking them to walk through, you know, that they feel uncomfortable. Maybe some of them are shy. Even us extroverts get nervous. Lord, I pray that you would remind them who you are and that when they walk into rooms and have conversations and confrontations and when they ask for reconciliation or whatever it is that you've asked them to do, that you walk in with them, Lord, they are not alone. I pray that they would press into the power of the word of God that is their stability every single day of their life if they actually pick it up and read it. Spirit of God, I pray that you would create in them the courage of Joshua, Lord, as they uh, walk into these awkward situations. God, I I ask for you to calm their heart um, with your peace, Lord, as um, they are uneasy about the next road, the next ask of you. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our families. We trust you with the outcomes. And I am so thankful that we serve a God that is 100% of the time faithful to his word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.